You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we work to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear the good news about the person and work of Jesus and as we scatter to share it. We hope that you enjoy. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Our big idea for the day goes something like this. God's final hiding place is in a feed bin where he reveals himself to you. God's final hiding place is in a feeding trough where He reveals Himself to you. And if that sounds strange to the ears, good. I want that to sound strange to your ears this morning. Joseph is surprised in this text. He would have to be. This is not something that you expect to hear. And that is exactly the way that God works unexpectedly. Why does God work unexpectedly? For that kind of question, we're going to need a little bit of help. Okay, so let's pray and then we're going to dig right in. God, through your spirit and by your word this morning, gift to us what it is that we need to clearly see who Jesus is for us and what he has done on our account. It's in His name we pray. Amen. The unexpected way that God works, we're going to call that the hidden way that God works, may sound a bit like, well, God works in mysterious ways. Now, that is a true, if not misused, set of words, but it's far more serious than you or I could imagine at first glance. We actually sang about it this morning for just a second. Enjoy to the world. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness. Look, we talk about Jesus ruling all of the time, but how does he make the nations 
prove that he is ruling. I don't see that immediately. Well, we have a very good example of this from the prophet Isaiah. During Isaiah's ministry, which his ministry specifically was to call God's people to repentance. Repentance is when the Spirit of God works through the Word of God to change someone's mind about who they thought they were. To show them that what they thought was just some preferences that they have is actually rebellion against a good and holy God. Repentance is when God presses this on us and causes us to turn back to trusting in and relying upon Him for our salvation, for our being made right. And during Isaiah's ministry, God lets him know that there are going to be some interesting tools that God uses. One of those tools being the most powerful man in the world, Cyrus. Cyrus is a pagan king who, with all of his power, um, also has the greatest ability, ability to act upon the evil fallenness that lives in him. This is absolutely offensive to Isaiah. And he says to God, truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, Savior. So he confesses, you are a God and you are Savior, and yet you hide yourself. Isaiah is genuinely confused. Why use a pagan murderer who takes pride in genocide and enslavement? This is a strange confession to make about God. And yet, it is a true and good confession to make. Our God hides himself. When we want to and expect to find him, He's not there. And yet, when and where we do not expect to find Him, there He is working to seek and to save us. Similar, uh, similar to this, we have Moses' request in Exodus chapter 33. Now, people are always wishing to know God better by seeing Him or seeing a vision of Him. And what is God's response to such a request? Well, you could look at me, but then you'd die. That's one way of saying it. <laughs> so, there's at least one good reason for God to hide himself. You could die. Another reason why God does this is because his creatures, us, who he has created, always think that we can get just a bit of control over him. Moses asks to hear God's name also, and he does this because perhaps if he's able to put a name to God, then Moses can summon God and little by little just manipulate God's actions and manipulate what it is that God requires of him. Similarly, when Moses asks to see God, he's really asking to be able to understand God. 
In both cases, God thwarts. He he tears apart Moses' request. He speaks to him a name that is very general and yet scarily specific. And then, when God unhides himself and says, fine, I'll show you my humble side. He has to hide Moses so that Moses does not die. This is what Adam and Eve were up to as well. See, God had chosen to show himself in specific ways and then also told his two people, Adam and Eve, exactly when and where those places could be found. Then he told them where he could not be found, where he would not be found. And did they believe God? No. They said, you know what, let's go to this place where God is not and see what we can find out about him. And we know that this first little game of hide and seek ended in death. Now, I'm not going to take time to walk through the whole Bible as much as I want to, but let us also think of Job briefly, who God allowed for Satan to use as a plaything. And why? To test Job's faithfulness? That's not actually the point of the story. It is to see the mystery and hiddenness of God. To remind us that we are not God. And to remind us that we do not have control over God. When God draws near to Job, He does it in a whirlwind, in a hurricane. This is the hidden God showing Himself to us. And it's frightening. I love nature. I love the mountains, and I love the ocean, and I love animals at a distance. The Apostle Paul says that the existence of God can be clearly seen from nature, from creation. However, when we logically go and look for God there, uh, and we get very close, we see plants that are dying and decomposing, which does not make us comfortable. It reminds us that we too must die. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my, storms, fires, deadly bugs, steep cliffs, and in case you're not getting it, when we go into nature honestly, we see danger and we see death. One small false step can lead to death. (laughs) This is the kind of revealed God that Job was dealing with. Okay, why talk about all of this just to end up back at Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus? Because when an angel shows up to Elizabeth and then to Mary, when the Lord sends news to Joseph while he sleeps, while the army of angels flank the shepherds, they are frightened and they are frightened for good reason. You do not usually want a messenger from God to show up. Typically, what that leads to is danger and judgment and condemnation of your sin. But instead, what are they told? Do not fear. 
they are told not of judgment and not only of God's holiness. They are given glad tidings. They're giving, they are given good news, gospel. They are told that God is not sending any other messenger. God is not speaking from the whirlwind. God is not using any tools to accomplish His purposes that are veiled in mystery. Instead, God is going to show us who He is and how He will seek and save us. But how could He ever come that close? Don't we die if we see Him? Well, He chooses to show us His humble side, as He did to Moses. Though we were created in His image, He chooses to become like us. We confess that together this morning. But not for the sake of understanding us more deeply. He knows that already. Not for the purpose of simply sharing in our experience. He came with a purpose that needed to be revealed to us because it was too outrageous to seem true. It was too good to be reasonable. The Apostle Paul said it like this, Though he is God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a criminal's death on a cross. And what we celebrate and remember today is that he started this off in the form of infancy. He started this off as being a baby. (laughs) Why? Well, this is another great and strange comfort to Joseph and Mary and Elizabeth and the shepherds. God, who is coming to judge and bring about justice, the one who will rule and reign over all things, the one whom they have been waiting for, that they have been longing for, and who they have also feared. The one who has hidden himself in so many different ways, in so many different messengers, in so many different miraculous events for so long. He's coming to them now. He's coming to you now but as a newborn baby. That is disarming. That really makes you drop the defenses. And we see now, necessary for us to receive our Redeemer is Jesus to come and show us His humble side. To know God and know that He means good for us once and for all Mary and Joseph were going to need to change poopy nappies, nurture and be patient with Jesus through nap times, get upset because God Himself spit up on their nicest overcoat. 
and all of those other things that go along with having an infant. This is the pronouncement of God Himself actually being with us. Not just on our side. God is with you. No, He is physically with you. You're holding Him. He is with us. And that led Mary to her confession last week. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be, according, let it be to me according to your word. And to Joseph's confession this week, although he doesn't speak, through his faithfulness both to his betrothed and to God's call upon his life, both as husband and father. So, our big idea for today is this. God's final hiding place is in a feed trough where He reveals Himself for you. You do not need to go and search God out. You do not need to go and look for Him anywhere. He sought you and He bought you, as the song says. He seeked you out. He sought you out. And He saved you. God has revealed Himself to you in the fullness of His love and mercy, in the fullness of His justice and His righteousness. He has shown Himself to us in the most understandable, most common, and most approachable of ways. And He has given Himself for you. He came as an infant so that He could take the sin of the whole world upon Himself. That includes your sin, and that includes mine. God reveals Himself in the baby Jesus for you and for your salvation. Until next time, Know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.